Hey, Joe. Hey, Zeph. What's your favorite condiment? Um, probably like sriracha. Oh, what a coincidence. Because you, sir, are charging me too much for these movies. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to stay in so that painful moment is there forever. All right. Here's a theme song. So, <laughs> um, what are we doing today, Joe? Uh, today, Zeph, we're talking about movies that we need to catch everybody up on that we've seen. Movies, shows, whatever other media. Have you seen movies recently? Um, I've been known to indulge. In a, yeah, so in the same, same here. And to be honest with you, movies are one of those things. They are. That just are one of the things of all time. And I think that though they, are, <laughs> though they in the past have been good and bad, um, the same is true today. So. <laughs> wow. Hemingway, what a profound statement. <laughs> so we've got, that was your, that was your great thinker, Hemingway. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, that, that's great. That's a great one to pull, just to pull out. I mean. <laughs> I would have said like, I wasn't directing it at the thinking. I was directing it at the verbiage, at the words. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I've seen a lot of movies and shows and crap recently, and so have you. And we were gonna do an episode about one of those things we've seen, but we decided why not do a catch up since the last time we did a catch up was one year ago. Yeah, because we're really good at this whole podcasting thing. Well, we um, kind of are. We're consistent. We just we don't have a consistent like. We're, we're consistently bad. <laughs> we're not bad. We're not qualified. Hey, and yeah. If anybody that's upset at our lack of quality, um, just know that you were warned when you read the title of this podcast. So, yeah. Um, so I want, okay, uh, before we start, I want you without telling anyone what the rest of your list is. Of the movies that you want to catch everybody up on, what's your favorite one? Oh, of all the movies I'm doing a catch up on. Yeah. Okay. I have, so I have my letterbox pulled up and I'm going through. Did we do everything everywhere all at once? We did. That was like four episodes ago. Okay. Do you not remember that? No. We did it in person. Okay. And I, it's fine. The name of the episode is not qualified to put everything on a bagel. So you don't remember that at all. <laughs> that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> yeah. All right. So of the movies I need to catch everybody up on, I've seen a lot and I've only seen two that I consider five star movies. Okay. Um, 
I've seen probably 30 movies since we last talked, and two of them are I consider five-star movies. Which one? Do you want me to say both or just one? Well, you can say both. Yeah, why not? Right. The first one is 10 Cloverfield Lane, which mm-hmm. we have to talk about. We absolutely have to. We uh, should talk about the Cloverfield Franchise. All right, I haven't seen. I'll watch a third one, and then we'll do an episode on those. Yeah, um, it's not great. But. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And then the other five star movie is 1986. Frank Oz's Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, that movie's really good, dude. Yeah. It's probably my second favorite musical. Yeah, behind that, the Muppet really movie. Like so, yeah, fantastic. Those are the two best. What are the, what's the best thing you have seen that you want to catch everybody up on? Um, of all the movies I need to catch everybody up on, which honestly isn't a lot. Um, I'm not going to include the movie that we're going to talk about in the next episode in this list. Okay. I mean, I didn't, Uh, I won't either. Uh, but of the movies that I'm going to talk about today, I would probably put my big fat Greek wedding on the top of that list. (laughs) Dude, that's a good one. That movie was stellar. That was like, let's. It's like peak 90s comedy. Like yeah. of all the movies that came out in that era, it's like oh, this is a good like just example of all the humor that was going on at the time and it sticks the landing. It was it was a great movie. Well, let's just start there. Let's talk about it. All righty. I um, like it. <laughs> same. I've seen it once and um I don't remember all the details. I know I went into it not wanting to watch it because it was a movie that my wife and my mother were like, you have to see this. So I was like, okay, it's going to be like, you know, a lady movie. Um, yeah. But dude, it was fantastic because it was like a family. Have you ever seen Dan in real life? No. That's one of my favorite movies. It's on my top 100. And it, Encapsula- like it encapsulates what it feels like to be at a family reunion so well, just like seeing family, you know what I mean? Like it, mm-hmm. like it, and like you got all the quirks of the different people and the family and the, and the relationships and it's really fun and cozy. That's kind of how my big fat Greek wedding is. It's a very family. Like, Oh, I like this family. Even if I feel like they might be in the mafia. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, they they do have all their little quirks. Like all the brothers have like really specific traits, <laughs> and the main character, forget her name, um, Greek 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 Greek. That's it. Um, Greeky yeah. Rodriguez. Greeky Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Greeky Asimov. Um, yeah, no, it's Greeky Antetokounmpo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the main our main character Giannis, uh, <laughs> um, is that no? Never mind. It's, it's staying in. So I love yeah. basketball. Um, yeah, mm. I thought it was a great movie. I, I th- it reminded me a lot of like because it's a little bit of an older movie. It obviously has that quality. Like there's something about the cinematography and like the film grain and the Mm -hmm. dialogue and all of the really quirky humor that's in it was just very reminiscent of a lot of comedies in that era. It reminded me of movies like other rom-com, like Billy Crystal movies or like uh, specifically um, 
when Harry met Sally. Like, not that that's any, that's not nearly as like absurdist as this movie is, but like that mm-hmm. kind of era of movie is what it was, was reminding me of the whole time. For sure. I, I fell into the same thing that you did because I've, I've heard great things, but I also was like, my initial instinct was like, oh, is it a, is it a chick movie? Like stereotypical, you know, general I see here's chick movie. So I was a little hesitant. It was great. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Good. Um, should I start with good or bad on my list? Bad. Bad. Okay. Then this is a big, this is a big update. Because I saw a movie that I think is my new number 100. Oh, we did. As in, yeah. So on this podcast, as everyone knows, there's a ranking system. Number one is our favorite movie individually, right? Number 100 is the worst movie we've ever seen. And every movie falls somewhere on the spectrum in between. You can have multiple movies on the same number. It just, that's the spectrum. Well, my number 100 movie up until now is it's fluctuated a little. It, Traditionally, I've said Hotel Transylvania too. That's just because I think that's the funniest movie I could put there. That's like, really? That's the worst movie ever? It's just funny to say that. It is a bad movie. I do hate it. It is a half a star for me. It's like, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, But it's probably not my number 100. The worst movie we've ever reviewed on this podcast, which I also consider a half star, is The Bye Bye Man. And it's at the bottom of my list too. But it's so bad that it's hilarious. So, so I can't say it's my number 100 because it's funny. It's yeah, unintentionally like, hilarious. If somebody was going to watch it, I would be like, all right, like I want to sit in on it and watch. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to come. This is a movie. Of it again. The movie that I'm about to say is a movie that I never want to see again. And it's just as, it's not quite as incompetent as the Bye Bye Man, but it's just as bad and it's not enjoyable. And I'm flabbergasted that it's very popular and a franchise. Spawned many sequels, many sequels, and uh, the first movie, which I had, I missed, I never saw it. I watched for Spooktober. Yeah, Spooktober. Every year, I try to watch as many horror movies as possible in the month of October. I, I think so far I'm at like 15 this month. We're like on October 19th right now. Yeah, this was like number six that I watched, six or seven, and I almost wanted to quit. I almost just wanted to throw in the towel because on the day seven, I watched the purge and I am not kidding. When I say that I actually wanted to kill myself (laughs) halfway through the movie, I wanted to purge my soul from my body. I, 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 I want to die. Um, it's pretty intense. I don't want, I don't want to talk about that much. It was just the most incompetent, like terribly written, sound like it was written by a 12 year old horrible cinematography way too many close-ups and then you go in expecting you're going to get a movie where oh america goes crazy i get to see all these people go killing each other and then the whole movie takes place in a house and it's boring and all the characters suck so anyway what i'm going to do is i'm going to read some reviews from letterboxd that made me laugh oh yeah um because we haven't done that in a while so where is it uh how to win the purge Step one, live in, this is a review. Step one, live in a country that doesn't have the purge, say Canada. It's pretty close to America, um, but they still have laws and stuff. Number two, learn how to hack really well. Number three, <laughs> on the night. <laughs> it's just to move. No, not even to move, just to live in just another to country. Just to live somewhere yeah. else. 
On the night of the purge, sneak from Canada into the U.S. This is illegal immigration, and so is completely legal. <laughs> so, it's, so it's completely legal. Um, number four, move into the base that you've pre-booked from Canada. Hack the crap out of everyone's bank accounts. Steal all of the money in America. This is highly illegal and hence legal. <laughs> number five, with your ill-gotten gains, sneak back into Canada before illegal immigration becomes illegal again. With said gain, stage a coup, get rid of the stupid government who instigated the purge. They're bankrupt because you have all their money, so it should be fairly easy. Seven, you now have all the money and you rule America. The purge no longer exists, so nobody can do the same to you. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, this review just says, um, wait, hold on. Where's the one I was looking for? Oh, <laughs> Um, as soon as the boyfriend said five minutes in, let's growl because I love you is overrated. That's when I knew I was in for a ride. I have to admit, um, I thought that was a setup for something. I thought that was going to come into play later when the girlfriend, the girl and the boyfriend are like, Oh, my dad's coming home. And then he's like, let's not say I love you. That's too cliche. Let's growl. And so they like growl at each other. Do you remember that? They just have a scene where they're growling at each other. And I think I watched this movie like my freshman year of high school. Like it's been a while. So So that scene happens. And I thought I leaned over to Caitlin. I said, for sure later in this movie, he's going to sacrifice himself to save her. And he's going to look at her and growl before he does. I just, it's going to be that kind of movie. But instead the boyfriend dies like 20 minutes in. And then he never, that's it. There's, there's no reason for the growl. Um, That's it. This review says, just purge me, guy. <laughs> um, I can't believe Ethan Hawke was in this. Um, this review says, ah, it feels good to be European, as if they think this actually happens in America, <laughs> as if they think the purge is real. <laughs> I don't know. It's not a documentary. Nice um, bird, bud. <laughs> what good one. This guy says, I don't know a lot about politics, but if a purge night was on the ballot, I'd vote against it. Um, anyway, there yeah, was one that no actually, joy. it's not, a, it's not a moral tale. Yeah. There, there was one that really, really made me laugh and I can't find it. Um, man, I should have. Well, anyway, uh, this one is, this one says really makes you think one star. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay anyway i'm done talking about the purge it sucks don't watch it uh i'm gonna do one more and then we'll go back to you since i have more than you yeah yeah. um another halloween movie i watched recently uh for starting with the bad let's see um oh we need uh to rank these uh, all of them oh okay the purge but a hundred yeah i'm gonna say a hundred just because it was the least enjoyable um the rest of the movies i've watched this spooktober have actually been really good uh for the most part so the second worst that I've seen um, is probably for the original Friday the 13th. Uh, we, we just did an episode on slashers, so I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, it's good, but it's just not as good as other slasher yep. movies. So that's all I have to say about that. Go listen to the slasher episode. Your turn. Fair enough. Um, I would rate my big fat Greek wedding at like a, probably like a, I don't know, 30. Yeah, I, I'm going to give it a 40, 41, but that's just because I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't want to rank it too high without rewatching it. So That's fair. I did really enjoy it. I was like, uh, 
30, give it a 70%. Yeah, it's pretty good. Cool. Um, other movies I've seen, uh, movies that, well, I won't include that one because we might talk about it later. Um, did watch a movie in theaters um, that I didn't have a whole lot of expectation for. And did it meet those expectations? Yeah. I mean, it was okay. Um, that movie is Pixar's own Lightyear. Um, I forgot you watched that. I still haven't seen that. Yeah. Um, overall, uh, what can I say about it? That's not giving anything away. Um, the movie is so absurdly complex. Mm-hmm. I don't think for any reason. I mean, like, it's interesting. Sure. They they open up the movie with a title crawl that says, uh, whatever, in 1990-whatever, Andy... Andy Toy Story. Does he have a last name? I don't know. Andy Story. Um, it buys a Lightyear figure, whatever. This is the movie that that toy was based on. And so you're essentially watching the movie that Andy watched. That's what it's trying to. Yeah, explain. right. It's a movie within a movie universe. Yes. And Just like a- Kill Bill. Yes. Um, and I, yeah, overall, I thought it was all right. I thought it was bizarre. Um, I think the only criticisms I have for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't even have like a lot of serious criticisms about it. It was good. It was all right. It was solid. I think I underestimated it, but I don't want to give too much away because the story just takes such a weird turn. And I'm like, who would have thought of a movie this weirdly convoluted in 94? Or whatever. I don't know. It, it was all right. No complaints, but nothing really shot. Like nothing really was that exceptional about it. I think other than the graphics, I don't know why they made him really hot in the movie. I don't know why Buzz Lightyear's hot. Um, I don't know what the ne- I what do. was necessary about it. Yeah. Um, mm. But overall, I'd probably give it like a forty-three. Cool. Yeah. I need to watch it. I still haven't seen it. It is on Disney Plus now, which I have to admit is the streaming service that I open the least of any of them. Yeah. Um, I would second that. I, I just, uh, I never think to go like, I think because that's like, I know what's on there. There's never anything new. It's no, it's, it's Disney. I, I, I have the whole Marvel. catalog in my head. Star Wars yeah. and Marvel and Disney. Yeah. But, Disney. <clears throat> okay. Um, I'm going to talk about a good one now. I won't talk about 10 Cloverfield Lane because we're going to do an episode on it. Yeah. But that movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. It blew me away. For a guy who doesn't really like the first Cloverfield, yeah, I was blown away by 10 Cloverfield Lane. I watched it twice in one day. Yeah. Like, I, um, I, I loved it. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, I remember watching that. I know we talked about this. Um, whenever I watched that, it's been a while. Um, I watched the first one and I was like, oh, that's all right. I, I, I'm with you. I'm in the same boat as you um, where I'm like found footage movies. I just don't like, yeah, I don't like them. They're, I don't I, like looking at them. So I'm like, yeah. I don't like watching it. So, 
And there's a movie that I, I know I probably should watch, given that we both like horror movies. Blair Witch. I don't really feel like watching Blair Witch. And yeah. I feel like it's going to be because Same. of the Seinfeld is cliche effects where I'm like, yeah, because it's the first one. If I watched this in whenever it came out, when it came out 99 or something like that, yeah. I would have been like terrified because I'm like, who? Well, also this? because they marketed like it as some, yeah. they marketed it as something that really happened. Yeah. Yeah. And people didn't know. And I would have um, loved to be a, a part of that experience. But now I, was too. I feel like it's just going to be really underwhelming if I watch it. And I'm just really. Yeah. Why would I watch that when I could watch Gallows? Normal activity. Five. Devil's, Devil's Pass. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Do you remember that. Gallows, the one that's in like a high school theater? We watch it together at your house. Yeah. It's found footage. It's just high school students. What? They're putting on a play about a guy that hung himself and then he like makes them all hang themselves. I totally forgot about that movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. What would you rate yeah, that I just, movie? I, honestly, the only reason, hold on. It, I, the only reason I brought, thought of it is because I pulled it up on Letterboxd. If I <laughs> could see how many stars I gave it, then I would know where to put it. Honestly, I'm going to put that at like an 80. Yeah, that's fair. I don't remember liking it. And yeah. I, was probably I remember being it scared that. because I was a, 13 year old yeah at a friend's house okay probably watching that on my gigantic 600 pound 1984 <laughs> tv that heated up my room to 85 degrees every time Dude, I wanted your your room was toasty man it, I li- it felt cozy though i liked it it slapped mm-hmm. um i uh i'm gonna give Clo- on 10 cloverfield lane by the way i'm giving a seven yeah. That's how much I liked it. Yeah, it was good. It was a good movie. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, seven. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, another movie. You know what? I'll go to the show because um, this is very recent. It's very fresh in my brain. Um, we just talked about this. Uh, I watched in its entirety uh, in one sitting The Bear on Hulu. Um, really highly rated uh, by critics and fans alike. Um I really enjoyed the show. Um, I thought this sh- it was a really good, um, just a really good drama. I think it has a lot of really very real characters. Like it feels very authentic. It feels like every all the characters are really honest. And what I was really impressed about in that show was like it has a lot of really good art direction. It has a lot of um, it's not super stylistic. But I like that because it's not trying to be something artsy. It's just trying mm-hmm. to show you the story of a guy who's trying to re- recover the shambly business that his brother left him after he passed. Um, I was really, really impressed by it. But that's just also my niche of movies is sad dramas, uh, stressful, sad or uh, dramatic movies that actually usually don't feel like they have a, a great payoff. Um but and this one did have a good payoff but uh really really liked it really looking forward to season two um i'd probably give it like a 15 rad yeah um can i interject something that's gonna make you feel like the passage of time doesn't exist it has been a year since the last spooktober 
And we did this year. We I think we only had two Spooktober episodes. We had Smile and then Slasher movies. But last year we did three Spooktober episodes. Okay. For not qualified. Um, and it has been a year. I still feel like we just reviewed these, but it's been a year since we did the Ritual, Censor, and Prince of Darkness. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I feel like we just watched Censor. I feel like yeah, I feel like that just happened. It was a year ago. So cool, cool. That was a good movie. I really like. Dude, that. it was my favorite movie of last year. Yeah, that was awesome. If I remember correctly, go listen to the episode, I guess, and find out. All right, I'm gonna do th- I'm gonna do three really fast. Okay. Because yeah. I ha- I still have a ton of catch-ups. So I'm just gonna say briefly about these. I watched Oh gosh, how far back do I want to go? I watched Apostle. I don't know if I talked about it. It's a horror movie on Netflix. Uh it was good. Solid. Creepy. Well executed. Um, rating 39. Cool. I watched Clueless. Yeah. That's a great movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. I thought I was under the impression it was a chick flick, but it's a parody of chick flicks, which is hilarious. Yeah. I had no idea it was a parody all this time. 35. Um, and then I watched The Black Phone that just came out. Horror How movie. was that? That also has Ethan Hawke in it, right? Yes. This is the other end of the spectrum of Ethan Hawke. Fantastic. Really? Really fantastic. It was great. And this, it was just well done. It was creepy. Good story. Good ghost story. Good Halloween movie. I'm going to give it a 25 Okay, yeah, that's a lot higher than I would have expected myself to put it if I saw it. Yeah, and it's got a stupid title, is why. Yeah, it's it not looked- about an it's not about an iPhone. It takes place in the seventies. Yeah, uh, I didn't know it took place in the seventies. I've seen the trailer for it plenty of times when it was, you know, coming out. Um, it didn't hook me at all. Yeah, me neither. Um, so I just didn't expect that. Yeah. Uh, I'll try and check really it out. good. And get this: you, when you watch it, you're going to get to the end and be like, "That story felt like a Stephen King story. That is straight out of Stephen King." But it's not written by him. It's written by a guy named Joe Hill. And then you look up Joe Hill; it's Stephen King's son. Ah, oh. so cool. And his name is his last name is King. He just doesn't go by that because he doesn't want the association. That's fair. Which I understand, but I'm like, if you're gonna, if your dad is the f- most famous horror author ever, besides like H.P. Lovecraft, and you go into writing a horror stories, just keep the name, dude. You're already in his shadow, so yeah. Like you're not gonna be, unless you somehow pull it off, you're not gonna be as successful or as good as him. Yeah. Speaking of Stephen King, I get, a, I hear a lot of people say, like they imply that Stephen King movie adaptations are historically bad. Like I hear people say, I'll watch reviews or, or just talk to people. And then they'll be like, well, this was a Stephen King adaptation that was actually pretty good. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, it's better than most. Not that that's saying much, but we did a whole episode talking about how there's so many good Stephen King adaptations. Like, yeah. I don't know how you could say that the shining, I mean, just the, just the shining Shawshank redemption, green mile, misery, Christine, all critically acclaimed. Yeah. 
That's more than any other author ever, except for JK Rowling and hers are all in one series. So I don't understand how you can be like, he has bad adaptations. Like you must just be thinking of, I don't even know what's a bad one. Cujo. Dark tower. Dark tower is terrible. Uh, even it is good. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. The old it miniseries. Like I remember growing up and knowing that character. Yeah. Because it was, cause of that miniseries. Cause of Tim Curry. Cultural standing. And I had never seen it. And yep, me too. I still knew the character. I still knew it was a creepy, scary, spooky clown. And Hulu's 112263 was fantastic too. So freaking good. It's so good. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. I'm going to say one more because I just mentioned it. Misery. I watched Misery for the first time this month. Mm. That's fantastic. 22. Um, it's Rob Reiner, who's already one of my favorite directors. And great performances. Kathy Bates is the goat. And uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I think it, Stand By Me is also a Stephen King. Yeah, Stand By Me. Directed also by, Rob uh, Reiner. Rob Reiner. That, yeah, that's, an that's another movie. fantastic, critically acclaimed movie. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Anyway, Misery's great. Watch Misery. Very cozy. Very, very like, ooh, and like, ah, kind of stuff. So if you want the oohs and ahs. <clears throat> Rating. Your turn. What? Rating. Oh, For Misery movie? 22. Oh, sorry, Zachariah's wife. I'm so sorry. What's her name? Emery. Emery. I apologize. It's like Emery. Emily, but if you were Asian. <laughs> Are you going to cut that out? <laughs> no, nah, dude. If anybody's listened this far, they're not going to care. We can get canceled. We're almost 40 minutes. <laughs> to be fair, we didn't start until like nine minutes in. So we're really only about 29 minutes in because I, I'm going to cut out those first nine minutes where we're just rambling. Yeah. Um, well, sorry, Emery. I hope you don't stop listening and I'll try and be more mindful of that in the future. I just drank a diet Pepsi. So I <laughs> did diet Pepsis and like Pepsi max. They yeah. burp more than anything. Dude, skinny beepus. It got me just <laughs> pumping full of gas. Skinny beepus. Um, another, I'll mention these. I'm also going to do three real quick. Um, and then I'll end on, uh, um, a really specific trilogy that I watched. Okay. Um, did I say how many more do you have left? Um, I have, I'm sorry. I'm going to do two right now. And then when it comes back to me, I'm going to do one. It's three movies, but I'm just going to take, I'm just going to do the rank them as one because they're all equal. Equally ridiculous. Uh, the two I'm going to talk about right now though, really quick. Uh, there are two shows, The Boys, season three, which oh, um, is what you finished it. I, I was just saying you finished yeah. it. Uh, it's I mean, don't get me wrong. It's I think it's well written on it. Like, I do like the show. I, I do enjoy watching it most of the time. And then there's 10 percent of the time. I wish that I was born without the ability to see, and I wish nobody had informed me that the internet existed, and I lived on an island out in the Caribbean, and I was just sitting on the beach, staring at the sunrise, uh, wishing that I had never been born in in this era, uh, because the stuff that they show you and desensitize you to throughout the three seasons is so absurd. Yeah, give it a rating. Um, 
probably still pretty high, honestly. Um, I feel like it, I feel like it's a lot higher. I feel like I have a higher tolerance because I watched the Saw franchise in like <laughs> sixth grade, so I probably got a good jump start. On Speaking of you, that, go ahead. that style of stuff, uh, the boys season three, um, I'll give it. I'll just rank the boys as a whole. I'd rank it like a twenty-seven. Cool. Good. I was going to say, speaking of the boys, I watched Invincible season one. Fantastic. Um, so I'm going to give it, it a 32. Um, so I guess it's not fantastic, but like really good. There were parts of it where there were episodes where I was just like, this has nothing to do with the overall plot, but I guess it feels like I'm reading a comic book. So whatever. Um, yeah. I will say as somebody in- who read almost the entire series, um, it is very faithful to the fiction mm. for the most part. Um, and uh, that's something I really enjoyed about it. And then I was going to say, speaking of James Wan, what brought up James Wan? Saw. Um, yeah. I watched Insidious. Yeah. And it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, it's all right. I think the the Tiny Tim thing is... The best jump scare in that whole movie is... Oh, also, speaking of Insidious, it's just Poltergeist. Yeah. I also watched Poltergeist. I don't know if I've said that on a podcast. I watched that this month. Poltergeist is top notch. Um, what did I rank that? Um, I don't know. It's on here somewhere. I ranked it really high. It, it's I love Poltergeist. And Insidious is just a remake of Poltergeist. It's literally beat for beat Poltergeist, but they just gender swap. Second, Insid- uh, the thing about Insidious is the best jump scare is the one where he's standing behind the crib. I don't know if you, you know what I'm talking about. The demon face is standing behind the crib in the curtains, and they do the bah, like the music hit to scare you, but they don't do it when he pops up. They let your eyes adjust, and you see him in the background, and then they time it somehow so that right as your eyes lock onto him is when the music hit happens. It's like half a second behind. And that is that was extremely effective. I almost poopied in my little pants. So. Um, <laughs> You sounded like moist critical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Penguin Zero. It, it, that um, whatever. What are we talking about? Um, how many movies uh, you have? Five left. Yeah, but the last three I'm lumping together. Okay, um, I have nine left. Okay, so <laughs> I'll. You know what? I'll do them individually then, and you can do <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really know that I have a ton of to say about each individual one. Man, but I, I don't either. I don't have a ton. Um, I only have one that I'm going to talk about a, a lot. Uh, the boys. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I would say Invincible is ranked higher than that for me. Uh, higher than the boys, for sure. I really liked Invincible. I'd Same. probably get it like a 24, 25, 24. A little bit higher. A, a nudge higher. Um, but I, it does feel like it's coming in they came in right about the same time. And I was like, Oh, two shows about realistic versions of superheroes. Like what would they actually be like? And they have entirely different takes on that. And um, very different. I was under the impression for some reason, just cause they came out at the same time and had the similar concepts. I, I was, I'd seen the boys and I was like, Whoa, that's horrifying. Yeah. And just makes me feel dirty. So I never watched invincible for like a year. And then I finally did. And I was like, Oh, you could watch that with your family almost. Yeah. Don't, but you almost could. Yeah. I would say the only thing they really have in common is being not being shy about showing the uh, 
just the gratuitous nature of what yeah they're both pretty and they're both pretty nihilistic but yeah it's kind of hopeless feeling but uh yeah. other than that one is other than far that, they less. honestly don't really have a whole lot in common yeah um, uh, the other thing I'm going to talk about really quick, uh, Barry season three, loved it. One of my favorite shows of all time. Um, it's mm. probably, I mean, it's tied, uh, it's somewhere in, in near one. I don't know what would be number one. It's really close up there though. Um, season three, I'll give it, I don't know. I'll rank Barry a one or two. It de- depends on when I decide what my number one show is. Um, yeah, really good show. Uh, really interested to see what happens in season four, whenever the crap we're going to get that. All right, your turn. All right. I'm going to be all over the board. I'm going to do a few and I, I'm all over the place. Some of these are spooktober and some are absolutely not. I watched the exorcist for the first time and I watched Nope by Jordan Peele. Okay. Uh, both very solid movies. Um, I nope was not quite as good as his first two, but it was very good. We need to have you seen it? No, we need to nope. N- nope. We need to do an episode on that. Um, The Exorcist I had never watched just because growing up in like the Bible Belt, and I'm a, I, I'm this isn't about against anyone who feels this way has this conviction because I'm a um, obviously we're Christians, um, but I grew up hearing from just people's moms that like you'll we'll get possessed if you watch that um because it like glorifies demonic stuff i guess yeah um, and that couldn't be further for the, from the truth honestly yeah. I, but here's my hot take the exorcist is a christian film it's a christian I film. You, i remember the, you telling me about this yeah the demons are the demon is a the bad guy and not only that he's depicted as the very bad guy and the tempter he's depicted as satan and satan is real He's not Satan. He's uh, Dormammu or whatever his name is. Uh, Pazuzu. Um, anyway, <laughs> I don't know what his name is. Um, but uh, it's it's a very like this is whatever. Uh, I won't go too in depth on The Exorcist. My hot take is that it's a Christian film. Um, it is very horrifying and some you know, very raunchy, bad stuff happens in it. Um, but all in all, um, I liked it. It's very much anti, you know, don't mess with Ouija boards, kids. So whatever. Uh, I'm going to give Nope and The Exorcist both the same rating, 21. Okay, yeah. Um, and then I'm going to talk about a movie I saw in theaters that blew me away. This one I'm going to hold on for a second because this it was so weird. I did not see a single advertisement for this movie. I did not even hear about it. It's by a guy who's never directed another feature film as far as I know. It's by, it, 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 it's it got a cast list that is insane. A ton of famous actors in this thing. Are you going to talk about Boondock Saints? No. No, no, no. This is a movie that just came out. I saw it in theaters. Oh, just came out. And, just came out. and for some reason, I'd never seen a trailer. It was like completely, the studio just didn't advertise it. I know. Uh, but we were just scrolling through the movie theater, me and my wife, uh, what's showing, trying to see a movie to see. And we were like, what the heck is this? And we watched the trailer. We we're like, that seems kind of fun. Let's go see it. And I'm not, I kid you not, when I'm say that I probably rank this movie like a 15, it is amazing. And that movie is see how they run. Yeah. Um, murder mystery, whodunit. Very Agatha Christie. In fact, Agatha Christie is a character in the movie. Um, 
and a pretty prominent character. And she's played by the girl who played Moaning Myrtle in Harry Potter. I don't know her name. Uh, anyway, I won't say too much about it, but the fact that it wasn't advertised is blows my mind. It was amazing. One of my favorite movies this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one more I'll say, and then I'll go back to you. I watched dodgeball for the first time. I probably honestly rank that at like a five. Dude. I loved dodgeball. It's, it's at so a, I, I, I had it at a 20. That's where I have it right now, but on a rewatch, it might go up. I expected it to be like a stepbrothers situation where yeah. it makes me chuckle a few times, but it's so stupid and low brow that it's just, I just can't laugh at it. Now, don't get me wrong. It was very stupid and it was the lowest brow you could possibly go, but it yeah. was so much better than any other movie in that category. It is by far the best of like the Judd Apatow style comedies. I don't even yeah. know if he was a producer or not, but it's that style, so. that era. Um, it was great. It was just, that's all I have to say. I loved dodgeball. Yeah. It's so stupid. I love dodgeball. Um, and I am ashamed to say it's probably, one of the movies I've seen the most, but that's as a result of me, like is one of those comfort movies when I would uh-huh. just turn it on and watch it as I fell asleep. So I've seen it a lot. Um, and I would agree. It's like lowbrow two thousands humor. I don't think it is at all a good movie. I think it's a decent movie by objective standards. I just really like that movie. So yeah, five. It's great. Your turn. Uh, I did remember a movie that I won't talk a too like too much about the details of the specific plot, but I did forget that I went and watched this in theaters not too long ago. Uh, I watched Don't Worry, Darling in theaters. Uh, Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde. Um, movie. Yeah, so that movie I've still not seen, but I feel like I know more about the behind the scenes drama than any movie in history. Yeah, it. Yeah. That's a movie in itself. It's, it's the making of this movie. Really funny. Cause it's they're hilarious. all famous and I don't actually care about their lives. No, um, I think they all, I, I hope that, Ooh, my <laughs> wife just walked in and she scared the heck out of me. I'm going to pause the recording and then I'm going to resume. So for you listeners, cause I'm not going to edit this. Um, it's just going to, it's going to skip right over because we, I don't care enough. Welcome back. Um, we uh, what were you what were we talking about? Don't worry, darling. Take it um, away. Yeah, I think I heard a lot about the drama, and I don't care. They're famous people, like they're people, and so a lot of times they suck. Who cares? They're making movies. Like they're such a detachment. Like I don't know why people are so invested. It's like watching the Kardashians. Like I don't actually care about their lives. Why are they famous? I don't know. Why should I care about what they're doing on any given day? Whatever. Um, any given Sunday. Ooh, I would say overall, I think because of the drama and because of some of the the stuff that gets dunked on a lot online. Uh, kind of put my expectations kind of low. I knew it was like a thriller-ish type of movie. Uh, it's definitely like psychological horror. Um, and I thought it was pretty well done. Um, I thought it was a solid movie. Uh, Harry Styles, I he's British. And he sounds bad in this. Like his character is like British. Yeah. And- I saw a tweet that said, 
I just saw Don't Worry Darling, and now I understand why Christopher Nolan didn't let him talk during Dunkirk. (laughs) (laughs) I keep seeing this video of, it's a clip of him that was in the trailers and stuff, and then it's right next to it as a, the plays right after that is a clip from Always Sunny when Dennis walks in the room and he goes, they say it's going on long enough. And they're like, what was that? <laughs> oh, that's it's, good stuff. It's comically bad, but I, I will give it a defense in that something later in the movie makes me think that that was done intentionally. Um, mm. I won't say what it is because I don't want to say anything about the plot. Uh, overall, I think it was solid. I think it was um, getting dogged on a lot for... Harry Styles, who also cannot cry uh, to save his life. He did a really bad job of that. But other He's than that. He's got too much money. Yeah. I'm like, we get it. You're super famous. What do you have All to right. cry about? Yeah. What do you have to cry about? Your Ooh. dumb pants. I am British. That's what I would cry about. Oh, he, no. I got to go to the dentist in America because <laughs> we don't have any in England town. Oh, we took away our guns and they stabbed me with an acid knife on my Oh, teeth. no. It's raining acid on the on the old uh, trolley train while I'm being stabbed for my money, for my pounds and my pins. <laughs> John. John. John is taking my money. <laughs> imagine, um, imagine I spit on Chris, Chris Pine's lap. <laughs> um, Do you see that? The Harry Styles supposedly spit on Chris Pine at the premiere. You didn't no, see that drama? Yeah. They apparently hate each other. I don't care. That's funny. Um, overall, uh, the movie took some interesting directions that I didn't expect it to. And uh-huh. I'd, I'd give it a, I mean, it's not an incredible movie, I think, by any means, but it was better than I thought it would was going to be. Uh, I'd give it like a 39. Nice. 38. 38. I'll settle on 38. Cool. Um, yeah. Okay. I watched. Hold on right there, bruv. You'll have to wait till next week to listen to part two to hear what we watch next. Goodbye.